All right, guys, you guys know who this is? Put it in the chat. If you know who this is, put it in the chat. And if you don't know who this is. The dream team, Pastor. You know the name of this team? The dream team. Yes, Malik. This is the dream team. Amen. The dream team. And for today's sermon, it's called God's dream team. And we're going to embrace your role in God's eternal purpose with faithfulness. Uh, I want to talk to you about loving your faith, faith family, generosity, and joy. And the local church is the hope of the world, right? And there's three reasons why the local church is the hope of the world. We carry the truth of Christ. We are called to be extensions of God's love, right? The salt and light. And we stand in the breach of intercession. We stand before the living and the dead, right? And so we have to take heed and take hold of this responsibility to carry this truth, carry the presence, right? Be extension of God's love and stand in the breach of intercession. So I'm going to read from Romans 16, right? Romans 16. And in Romans Paul's dominant concern in the book of Romans is salvation, God's reconciliation of the world through the cross of Jesus Christ. In Christ, God is working to reconcile all people to himself, to reconcile people to one another and to redeem the created order from the evil forces of sin, death, and decay. The book of Romans is one of the most beautiful, in-depth, nuanced books in the Bible, right? Uh, you can study, if, if you want to pick one book to read for a whole year, I would pick the book of Romans, right? And so Romans chapter 16 is the final passage of Paul's long letter to the Christians in Rome. It contains four sections, right? In Romans 16, we're going to look at it, his greeting to specific peoples like shout outs in Rome a quick and urgent warning about the dangers of false teachers and greeting from those who are with him in Corinth and a final hymn to praise God called doxology. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus and I ask for your anointing for a fresh wind and a fresh fire over my life. Lord, I pray that this sermon will awaken the giants within Summit Church, in Jesus' name, amen. Romans 16, verse 1. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, right? That's, that's a whole sermon in itself, right? Who is a deacon in the church of Centria. Welcome her in the Lord as one who is worthy of honor among God's people. Help her in whatever she needs, for she has been helpful to many, especially to me. Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila. This is some powerful stuff about the power of women in ministry right here. Okay. My coworkers in the ministry of Christ Jesus. In fact, they once risked their lives for me. I am thankful to them. And so all the Gentile churches. Also give my greetings to the church that meets in their home. Greet my dear brother, Appendentus. He was the first person from the province of Asia to become a follower of Christ. Give my greetings to Mary, who worked so hard for your benefit. Greet Adronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who were in prison with me. Right, that was Celis. 
They are highly respected among the apostles and became followers of Christ before I did. Greet Apollietus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachys. Okay, okay, these names. Greet Apellus, a good man. He's a good man who Christ approves. And give my greeting to the believers from the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet the Lord's people from the household of Narcissus. Give my greetings to Typhina and Trephosa, the Lord's workers, and to dear Persis, who had worked so hard for the Lord. Greet Rufus, whom the Lord picked out to be his very own, also his dear mother, who had been a mother to me. Give my greetings to Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Padrobas, Hermas, and the brothers and sisters who meet with them. Right? Give my greetings to Philogus, these names, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and to Olympus, and all the believers who meet with them. Greet each other in Christian love. All the churches of Christ send you their greetings. A beautiful chapter. So there's some things we want to look at, right? And um, we want to know four things in this chapter. First, they were not of their own, right? They realized these people gave their lives for the work of God. They did not have a right to direct their own lives any further. They were all mission-minded people, and their names ring on for eternity. Second, they believed that life is a battle. It's not a picnic. Third, they believed that there was a need for, in the early church, they believed there was a need for rest and leisure at times, but only to restore them to go back to the battle. They never gave thought to retiring the remaining years of their lives, only to come back and fight to the end. And finally, they understood the gifts of the Holy Spirit among them and opened a ministry for every believer. So we'll talk about the dream team. Big idea number one, cheer for each other. Cheer for each other. As we cheer for each other, we create a symphony of encouragement that rings throughout our church, extending beyond its walls. Cheer for Jimmy. Cheer for Wallace. Cheer for Aaron. Cheer for Maria and Faye. See, we belong to God's family, and it should be a fostered, deep sense of unity and compassion and shared responsibility. We are all children of God, and we are connected by a common spiritual bond. Research says, a little recognition can provide a big moral boost. So the too long didn't read. As we cheer for each other, we strengthen the unity and purpose of our church. Check out this short video about the power of encouraging one another. Bring it up hard and bring it down fast. Hard and fast. Let's go, boy. Don't fall, you gotta stay your feet. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
first my little phoenix needed some milk, but then when he got some uh, encouragement, he found the power. John Maxwell says, encouragement is oxygen for the soul. It takes very little effort to give it, but the return in others is huge. We have to be encouraging church. We're going to be the dream team church. We got to learn how to encourage one another. Second big idea, we have to carry our assignment faithfully, right? That's what Romans 16, 6, he says, give my greetings to Mary who has worked so hard for your benefit. When you and I work hard for the church, we're doing it unto the Lord for others. Each role, no matter how small, is a fragrant offering unto the Lord. Every role in God's service matters and every contribute and, and contributes to his divine purpose. There's a famous preaching story that came from Christopher Wren about rebuilding St. Paul's Cathedral. He came to the site and saw three bricklayers and he asked them what they were doing. And one said, I'm laying bricks. And another said, I'm building a wall. But a third one says, I'm building a cathedral. All three were bricklayers. All three had the same job, but they all had different perspectives. I want you to shift your perspective. When you come and you help set up, when you come and you're clapping your hands and you're singing, when you come and you greet somebody, when you pray when it's time to pray, when you share when it's time to share, when you help break down, when you help bring food, whatever you do unto the Lord, it has ripple effects. So let's explore, right, why we attend. Like, let's make up our own story similar, right? Say somebody goes to church and they say, why do you go to church? And somebody says, I came so Pete won't call me. And they see church as an obligation. Or some people go to church and say, I came because I like to get out of my house. And they want to seek opportunity. Or be seek community. But you might be like the third person who says, I came to church because I am in the family and army of God. <laughs> And that's what I'm praying for you. That we go to church, we go to the lake, we go to baseball games. You're doing it not just out of obligation. You're doing it um, social. It, it enhances your social experience, but that's not the foundation. That's not your big why. Your big why is because you know you are part of the family and army of God. Big idea number three, generosity and service. As believers, we are not only recipient of God's generous grace, but also its conduits. As we give, not just from our wallets, but from our, our wellsprings of time and energy, talent, love, and care, we live out the generosity of the kingdom. We are channels of God's grace, meant to live and give generously in all areas in our lives. And Pete told this story once in church. It was a tale of a beloved doctor in a post-World War II French village. Nearing his retirement, the village wished to express their gratitude, and they weren't a wealthy people. So each one decided to bring uh, and contribute a pitcher of wine from their cellar into the communal barrel and, and, and give us a heartfelt gift to the doctor. And weeks passed. As the barrel was filled, it was presented. The, the, the doctor decided to savor his community's love with a glass of this wine, only to discover it was water. What? Every villager, assuming their own contribution wouldn't be missed, 
had filled the barrel with water instead of wine. Brothers and sisters, remember this story as we discuss cheerful giving as a lifestyle, as we discuss uh, servanthood as a lifestyle. You might feel like your contribution is too small, but every bit is crucial. God assures us he will meet our needs if we faithfully contribute, even when it feels like insignificant. Right? You're, you're late for church? Keep coming. Come to church, you're a little empty-handed, times are hard financially. Just come, give, offer God a, a sacrifice of praise. Right? Every person matters. So let's give God our best together. And lastly, let's joyfully serve. Serving God is a joyful journey, and let's reflect on Christ's love for us. To serve God is to love him with all we are, obeying and enjoying him forever. And we need to have joyful service. You know, there's a story in the Bible in Genesis 24, verse 15 to 20, and it talks about Rebekah, right? And so Abraham sent out his servant to look for a wife for his son. And the servant goes, and Rebekah sees the servant and gives water to all the camels and wind up marrying into Abraham's family. And, it, and, and Moses, Abraham, um, Jacob, so, so many stories happen and so much favor happens when people serve, right? Gideon, even the apostles, many of them got called while at work, fishing, tax collecting. And so we have to learn to serve and work joyfully. Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We need to redefine success to be more like Christ, amen? I like this um, one finance guy following the vow. He says, a fit body, a calm mind, and a house full of love. These things cannot be brought. They must be earned. And I feel like if you plant seeds of service, joyful service at work, with your family, at church, in your community, I believe a harvest, a harvest of true prosperity of the soul will come into your life. I wish I had time to share this. I was going to share a bunch of videos and pictures, but uh, I'll, I'll post it. I'll text it to you guys, a mass text. But I wanted to show that, you know, Paul talked about the names, and we have names too. We have names too. We have people too, right? And so I want you to remember, don't just live for yourself, but think about the brothers and sisters in Summit Church, right? And I'll send you these uh, I'll send you a prayer list of people's names, and I'll send you uh, these these videos so you can have a visual as you pray for your church. So in conclusion, may our corporate prayer echo the words of Paul. Let's commit to cheering each other on, carrying our assignment with faithfulness that reflects our love for God, practicing ge generosity as a testament to God's grace, and always serving with joy, knowing that in in this service, we echo the heartbeat of the kingdom. And so what's the sermon about? Our collective goal is to serve God with a spirit of unity, faithfulness, generosity, and joy, because we're the dream team that God has called to come together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word today. Inspire us, inspire us to be faithful stewards of the assignments you have given us. 
Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us serve with generous hearts and find joy in all we do for your kingdom. Help us encourage one another as we draw closer to you. I pray, Lord, that we will be spirit-filled and spirit-spilled. In Jesus' name, amen.